Welcome to the pilot episode of Conversations with Event Leaders. My name is Radian Hook. I'm a dude that likes going to events. I'm a dude that likes organizing events. I'm a dude that likes talking anything events. You know, a lot of times we go to events, trade shows, conferences, or whatever the case may be, and we're having such a good time extracting a lot of value and just wondering, wow, this is such a well put event. Things are moving really smoothly. These guys have really got everything figured out. Little do we know in the background, there's probably a billion different fires that are trying to be put out by the organizing team. If you've ever been part of the event planning or event management process, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The purpose of this audio series is to sit down with event leaders and hear these stories about things that happen behind the scenes. Stories that us as attendees, we may not have an inside look at. You know, these stories are not only usually really entertaining, but they also provide an opportunity to learn a lot of lessons if you're looking to organize your own types of events. In this episode, I sit down with my friend, Sarah Min. Sarah was a co-lead for an advertising conference held at the University of Toronto Mississauga campus called Ad Summit. We talk about a lot of different things. We talk about a lot of different stories in this episode. And amongst them, we talk about things like how do you manage major venue changes last minute? How do you find funding for your event? How do you market your event? How do you organize and effectively lead a team of student volunteers? It's a great episode. I'm very excited to go into it. But before I do, I just do want to mention that this is our first episode. I know there's so much room for improvement. So if you have any feedback in terms of how we can make these episodes more informative, how we can make these more episodes more entertaining or just in general like what do you want to hear us talk about with future guests hit me up on facebook linkedin instagram email phone text whatever the case may be and i'll be very appreciative for your feedback also one more thing we recorded this episode at a local library so i apologize in advance if there's any distracting background noises but without further ado let's jump straight into it and have a chat with sarah Hi. How's it going? <laughs> Not bad. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, so first of all, thank you for being a part of this podcast. Yeah, totally. Sort of like the pilot episode. I have no idea what's going to happen today. But I guess we're about to find out. Yeah, let's do it. Um, cool. So do you want to start off by sort of like introducing yourself, who you are, what you're into, and the event that you just held? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So my name is Sarah. Over this past, like... I want to say six months, I was a part of Ad Summit, lead organizer. Well, I transitioned into lead organizer, we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, it was basically an advertising conference just to show like creative students that there is a place for them. They can still be creative and have a job in like a business field, a stable job that doesn't necessarily require them um, to be completely freelance, you know, work with an agency, dabble in the world of advertising <laughs> okay you know one of the things i found really interesting about your event was your theme you know like you're like okay you know fuck the whole idea of the starving artist we're gonna go completely 180 on that yeah the well-fed artist yep like, that what was, was that all about that was literally exactly that like we wanted people to see the well-fed artist and be like oh that's interesting i've never heard that before because it's always like you said the starving artist so we went with well-fed artists just to like show people that you can be fucking rich. <laughs> Go into the advertising industry. If you're a creative person, you can make films and stories and writing and all that and not worry about um, being the starving artist. Okay. So maybe a little, let's just start off by like taking a step back, right? Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about the history of that summit mm -hmm. and how it came to be? 
So Ad Summit was actually started by two students last year. There was a conference last year. Um, and that was more like the, their theme was like fresh start and they were, you know, it was the same thing, but a couple of workshops. Um, that was the like trial year. And then this year we were just picking it up from there, the new theme. But yeah, so it, it was only the second year running. And this year we still even had one of the founders like helping us run the conference. So that was pretty dope. Okay, cool. You feel like you sort of like did a good job of like taking it to the next level? Thank you. Yeah. No, that was a question. <laughs> that was a question. I thought you said. I thought you said. I think that you do. I was like, wow, thanks. No, sorry, sir. We're not there yet. <laughs> um, nice. Do to you the next think level. you did? Well, here's the thing. Okay, so we're gonna get into this after with like issues with event planning and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like because of my specific situation, I think we did better than the year before. Could we have done a lot better? Yes, but a lot of shit went down that made it that made the fact that we even had the conference impressive <laughs> so elevated yeah people actually after the conference told me that it was a lot better this year than it was last year which was flattering um but i don't know i i like to think we did an amazing job i don't want to sit here and like be like yeah the people last year sucked <laughs> we did amazing yeah, Sarah. <laughs> oh, but like no yeah it was it was great Okay. Like, here's what I could tell you. I was like, sort of like an attendee of that event, right? Mm -hmm. I thought it was really well done. Uh, when I, whenever I personally think about advertising, right, I think of like this super different kind of environment. Yeah. And when I came into the venue for your event, the first thing that I noticed was that the layout was just so weird. <laughs> it's like it was something else, right? Like, you just had like all these couches scattered all over the place. Yeah. You had like some tables at the back. Um, you know, registration was on the side, and it's like sort of. And again, like it's a really big screen at the front, I guess, for the keynote speakers more mm -hmm. than anything. But I thought you guys did a really good job at sort of setting the mood right from the start in terms of like feeling, making the ambience a little bit different. So, good job on that. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> now I'm getting the compliments. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, okay, so so maybe tell me a little bit about like the process, right? Like, so how did you actually go about organizing this event this year? Um, in general, or are you still talking about the layout? <laughs> We're past the layout. We're past the layout? Okay. Um, so here's the thing. I need to give a little bit of background, okay? Um, what happened was there was a set of lead organizers back from like August last year. And because of personal reasons and other commitments and whatever, they started, um, they found that it was better for them to just leave the team altogether. So we were left with one lead organizer. And I was event originally event manager. So I was more like just supposed to deal with, you know, the schedule of the day of. And that was basically it. Like I didn't really have too many other responsibilities. But then when I found, you know, that these, which they had really valid reasons, but they just, they just couldn't keep up with the club anymore, like while being in university and with all their personal lives. So um, about, I want to say, a month, so the original conference was supposed to be at the end of January, as you know, it got moved to the first week of March. Um, about two months before, so in like early December, I was suddenly now a lead organizer. And I was excited about it, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, there's one other lead organizer, we're gonna do this together, um, and it's fine, like I'll figure out, I'll just help her with everything she needs done. So, I kind of, like, when it came to preparation, my whole thing was, okay, so the people that are leaving, they're going to, like, pass on whatever knowledge they have to me, and then I'll do the best that I can. 
that was not the case. We just had to figure it out on our own, like the entire thing. And there was no like, there really isn't much of a resource to be like, hey, students, university students that want to have a conference, here are all the resources that you can go to. There's nothing like that. So it's just kind of like, okay, what do we need? For example, something super basic, food. We need catering. Okay, let's do research to see what we can do. Um, originally, the conference was going to be in downtown Toronto. So we were really limited with like our main sponsors and like the people that we could have at that venue. Um, and then that ended up, because we changed to UTM, we were completely limited because we had to go with Chartwells. So it's just little things like that. Like It's like, how do you prepare for that? You just have to do it. You just have to like, okay, what's step one? Start the most basic place, food. We need it. <laughs> How do we like go about getting it? What do you think of Charwells, by the way? Oh, it sucks. Charwells, right? <laughs> Dude, that food was nasty. <laughs> like, they're so like I hate it because they have a monopoly on the school. Right? They do, yeah. And the so thing is, we couldn't even like. There is like a Tim Hortons and all that on campus, right? We couldn't even bring their food out because they're like, nope, nope. It has to be specifically Charwells made trash. Oh my god, I remember we did that once for one of our events. We got like a we got a crazy complaint from them. <laughs> From the people that came, right? Like your attendees. Not from the attendees. The attendees love where we had, but we brought outside food and drinks and right. Oh, Charles so got mad at you. Charles got pissed off at us. Yeah. Ooh. It's like fuck. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Probably should never do that again. <laughs> no, I. We would not. We wouldn't even want to try. We're just like, fine. We have to go with Charles. We're going with Charles. Uh -huh. um, so you figured out the food, and then what? Figured happened? out the food, but like. That's like the easiest part. Like you know, you have to have food. <laughs> What's next? You know, how are you going to pay for the food? Sponsors. How do you go about finding sponsors? Um, honestly, like if it wasn't for the fact that we still had the like, contact with one of the co-founders, um, I don't even know what we would have done. Like honestly, because she, I know that she learned how to like go about finding sponsors and stuff from her past experience working with other clubs and other associations. So it's really just like the people that you know and the connections that you have, like, that's really where you get it from. You can't just sit down and be like, well, I'm going to figure this out completely on my own. Because we, I don't even know what we would have done, like, gone to big corporations and asked for money. Like, we didn't know where to start. So she told us about how you can go to, like, the departments at the university and ask them for money and tell them what your plans are. And depending on how much they believe in your idea, they'll give you how much you want or a little less or, you know, like, no, negotiate. Um, but... Yeah, like how we went about it, asking people. Go to the people that you know that have experience, students, profs, whatever, and they'll tell you what to do because you're not going to figure that out on your own. And if you try, you're going to make mistakes. Like me, like back when I was event manager, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to like Costco and see how much bagels are so I can make like bagel platters. Like, I don't know what I was trying to do at the time. Um, we, oh, well, no, we wanted to serve breakfast. That's why I was like, oh, we're going to like have all these like dishes and stuff. Like, let's see what's the most cost efficient. Like, I didn't know where to start. I, a new food grocery store, that's where I start. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, definitely talk to people, figure that shit out. I thought your speakers were really interesting too. Like, you got speakers? some like six speakers. Yeah, yeah. How'd you guys like go about doing that? So that was actually my co-lead, Eden, that did most of like speakers and stuff. She definitely, like, for example, we had, um, Dominic, who founder of Krell and all of that, he um, was a speaker at another uh, event at UTM. So we had talked to him, like just networking at the end of that, and I guess he remembered us and he remembered um, someone else on our team, one of our execs. And so when we reached out to him again, he's like, oh my God, I love talking at UTM and whatever, like I'll totally come down and 
present my little bit. So that was how, I know that's how we got him. Um, one of our main sponsors was Miami Ad School. So they brought the panelists at the end. Um, they were really generous with that, that was amazing. And uh, the workshop host, one of them was just UTM alumni, Joyce. She was amazing. She graduated and had some cool experience and we were like, do you want to like pass on your cool experience and like have a discussion with other students? So yeah. Nice, okay. Um, so I want to go into stories, but before that, I want to ask you one more question, right? Mm -hmm. It's sort of like, how do you, so what sort of processes did you have in place and processes and systems did you have in place to sort of manage everything? Did you use some sort of software or was it like just a bunch of different like files and folders on your laptop or how did you go about organizing yourself? Google Drive, Slack. Those are the two things I was going back and forth on. Cause at the very beginning, I, I always knew that we were going like, to move on to Slack, but at the very beginning, when the, before we like found all our execs and stuff, um, we were just messaging on Facebook. Like, obviously, everyone knows how that ends up. Like, people start sending links and like stupid shit and like changing the conversation. So yeah, we use a lot of Slack, and that's great because you know you have all the channels and stuff. You can like focus, separate like accounts and like logistics yeah. and creative and all that. So yeah, it's really I'm just neat. imagining the Facebook Messenger. Everyone just changes the conversation title. So <laughs> such a mess, such a mess. At some point, that becomes the conversation. You just communicate by changing the actual title. That was honestly like we moved on to Slack pretty quick after that because we knew that 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 uh, was working thing. out. No, true. <laughs> not effective. Damn. Okay. Also, like, tell me a little bit about like some like the stories that you have from that event. Like, where are some behind the scenes sort of probably fires more than anything that people that like myself mm -hmm. as an attendee probably did not see mm -hmm. that you guys yeah. were going through um let's see well one of the big things that perhaps you might have like kind of you definitely saw in like how it happened but not the behind the scenes um the venue change that was a, that was oh my god that was absolutely crazy so the event was supposed to be january 26th at Miami at school or like at the venue they had upstairs where their school is and because there was such a huge shift and like the two lead organizers left which by the way I also have to add a bunch of execs that were not being responsible had to be removed from the team as well so all these people are just like dropping out one by one from like this club and obviously because of that it was super like disorganized so, obviously, um, the co-founder of the Toronto location of Miami Ad School, Amon, he could see that. He could see that things are a little weird. They're not the same that the same way they were the year before. Not really organized. So, December when December came and we found out and we made this change and I was all of a sudden lead organizer. We. Um, all of a sudden had to learn everything and at the same time try to like contact students and like find volunteers during like exam season and during the Christmas break which obviously wasn't gonna happen we originally wanted to find our volunteers two months before the event right and I'm like I'm not gonna what am I gonna do like put it put something on our page to be like hey do you want to be a volunteer come to UTM during your Christmas break to do some training to be a volunteer for this conference so obviously things were messy and then two weeks before the conference, we were super behind on like everything before the conference in January. We're super behind and um, he gives us a call and he's like, straight up, he's like, I don't really want to do this event anymore. Oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't yeah. want to do this event anymore. Um, 
I don't feel like you guys are going to have enough ticket sales and no one's going to want to come down to Toronto from UTM, blah, blah, blah. And so my colleague, she's like trying her best to tell him like, we're, we're not slacking, we're not, we're not sitting around not doing anything, we're doing a lot, we're trying to transition, we're trying to learn everything as fast as possible right before this conference. And we have, we had at the time like, I don't know, maybe 30 tickets sold and he wanted 100. And we're like, okay, we'll do it in two weeks, we'll promote, we'll table more, we'll do whatever we need to do. And um, he was like, no, like, I don't really think, he's like, I don't really want to do it. And we're like, okay, can you give us till the end of the day to think of a plan and pitch it to you? He's like, yeah, sure, that sounds good. Um, he, we basically, like, after that call, I pulled her aside and I'm like, you know what? I don't really want to do this with him because I feel like he has all these expectations that we can do everything that the past lead organizers did that had all this experience and we don't. We're learning everything now. And I would prefer we take this conference, change it and develop it however way we want, not worry about this guy's timeline, and just have it at like a couple of months from now, like the beginning of March or the end of February. And she agreed, and she was like, okay, then I guess that's what we've got to do. We'll, probably, we'll still have them as a sponsor, and we'll still, but we won't just, we won't use their facility. So we called him back and told him that this was our decision, and he loved it. And he was like, you know what, yeah, I think that's what you guys need. You need more time. Let me know if you need anything. And so then, obviously, we had to go about the process of, like, emailing everyone that was on, that already bought a ticket and being like, think of a creative way to make it interesting and not be super like bland about it like oh sorry we messed up conference day is changing so we had to think of a whole like campaign a little like marketing something fun just to send people and be like oops so sorry people have bought tickets but now we have to move this conference and we didn't want to say we didn't want to like go too deep into it because there's no point of doing that but we had that cute little like you saw right yeah like, so uh, I want to touch on that for a second yeah go for it it was pretty I thought it was first of all I loved it mm -hmm. um, but it was very different than I think what a lot of people would have uh, sent out in mm -hmm. an email like that announcing such a drastic change like what was a copy there it was like um we fucked up what did you say, did you say we, fucked we didn't up? say we fucked up we said we messed up we messed up okay yeah Holy we messed yourself. up we could have we i guess we could have but we wanted to like not be too scandalous with it um <laughs> but <laughs> like, try to line somewhere i guess yeah but um yeah we had that cute little email with like the spilt milk and we we're like oh mistake like sorry like we have we have to change the date so we definitely dropped the word shit yeah, I think we did. Yeah, or like it, might, it might have had like an asterisk and like the, where the I is. We all know what letters supposed to go. Yeah, there. I know. Let's I be know. real. I'm, I'm yeah. twenty. I was twenty-one at the time, man. <laughs> I've seen shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it was crazy because it was so shocking. Like I was on the team since August, and two weeks before the conference, to have our main sponsor be like, "I don't want to do this anymore. You can't come to our. You can't use our venue anymore." It was. It was. It felt like a punch to the face. Like, honestly, I was like, what? I put in all this work, all this time and energy, and now I'm doing all this work to try to catch up and, like, make sure I can be the best lead organizer possible. And he's just, like, wanting to give up. So I'm really glad, though, that we decided, nope, we'll just have it here at UTM. We'll even, we even, like, thought about, originally I even told her, I'm like, why don't we just have a small three-hour event during the school week and just have people come in and make it free, just have a little bit of food. That's it. Um, obviously we did a, a, it was a lot bigger than that but the original originally we were like even if we can't do a whole conference we can at least do something we didn't want to just give up on it um that's probably like the most like 
the thing that sticks out to me the most when it comes to like, oh, what stood out to you from this experience or whatever, yeah. just the fact that like, the ex we could have given up, like we probably should have given up if anything, you know? But I was just like, nope, I'm not letting this happen. And I think me being there with Eden, the, uh, my co-lead, um, it just gave her, because if she was alone, I'm sure she would have just been like, okay, never mind, I can't do this, like tapping out. But I was like, no, we can do this, we got this. It's just a conference, <laughs> I said at the time. <laughs> it's just a conference? Yeah. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It'll be easy. Okay, so I mean, it seems like you're sort of like really confident. Um, well, yeah, like, you, I mean, you seem very confident in that moment saying, you know what, fuck it, we can, we're going to make this happen. We have what it takes to make it happen. Mm -hmm. where, that, where does that sort of um, the confidence stem from? Like, do you have past experience running conferences and everything? Nope. <laughs> Where does the confidence come from? You want to wait for the baby or no? <laughs> um, okay, so honestly, the thing is, like I said already, I knew one of the co-founders, um, and I knew I had a bunch of friends that have experience. Even you, you know, just people that I knew that like have some sort of experience with event planning, conferences, even just going to these kind of events and knowing what stands out to them and what they like. So I knew that we had a good support system at UTM with our friends. And at the end of the day, <laughs> it's not like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a lot of work. But it's not rocket science, you know? Like, contact people, step out of your comfort zone. With social media, you can find people on Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever. Get a couple of speakers, get some food, get some sponsors. Like. It is a lot of work, but it's not impossible. Like I knew that it was that it's if anyone puts their mind to it, it's something that they can do. It's just you have to be able to like commit enough time, and that's really it. and that's really where the conference came from. And I was a volunteer the year before I at Summit, right? So I kind of saw a little bit of behind the scenes, and I'm like, okay, like I don't know exactly what went into it because I wasn't an exec, but at the same time, like I've seen what this world is like, and I, I feel like I can take it on. Did you guys go over budget for the conference? No, our budget, we budgeted that shit to the T. It was perfect. We even, if anything, I'm pretty sure we had a little bit too much money left over. So like we ended up turning up after like um, ticket sales and stuff, like a profit. I mean, we didn't even get to keep that obviously, but it was still pretty That's cool. What you mean? You're telling me you didn't launder that money out of that account? <sighs> I feel like we should have. We should have just spent it on something for ourselves. You know, the truth comes out. Ugh. I'm questioning your character, Sarah. <laughs> all right, sick. So, I mean, so you went through all that entire, like, all that, that sort of seemed like an uphill battle leading up to the moment when you guys actually ran the event. Mm -hmm. So, what, I, what happened at the event? Can maybe let's start off by telling us a little bit about um, the rough, like, just in general idea of the itinerary at the event, and then maybe share some stories like what happened at the event that stood out to you. Um, yeah, so, okay, well, the event, we had, well, one keynote speaker. Um, obviously, sorry, opening talks before it, whatever, just introducing people, keynote speaker. Um, we had our workshops, which uh, a lot of people were actually really shocked that, like, you could attend all the workshops. Like, we set it up so that we split up the group into three and then people would rotate so there was three different workshops and you could go to each one and I was really surprised to see a lot of people were shocked they were like oh we thought we could only go to one and I'm like no guys <laughs> like you will experience everything like we're I don't know that stood out to me but anyways um, after that we had the panel right and then um, 
and then networking. It might be something might be slipping from my head, but like yeah. lunch. So. You forgot the best part. Oh, lunch. Yeah, Chartwell's lunch. How could I forget? <laughs> Damn that amazing high-class Michelin star oh, food. You know, that sandwich that I had that day was probably the most average sandwich I've had in my life. I'm glad it was average because mine sucked. It Dude, sucked. one table, one plate of like vegan food and it says hummus wraps and there's no hummus in it, it's just vegetables. Oh, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's only one thing we can do, boycott Charbels. Boycott Charbels. Even though we're out of that school now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So, um, so so tell me sort of like about like what your impressions were from the event itself or right? like after everything was over right um how did you feel how do you think it went after everything was over how did it go well okay the day itself went pretty well i mean i did not get to experience the conference i was just running around dealing with anything that came up i was like okay i have to deal with this now um some like at the Here's the thing, you asked about issues, right? One of the main ones was with our workshops. We originally had three rooms, but then I guess they just decided that, you know what, our main hall is like big enough, you know, the Kenef Rotunda, and like we'll have one workshop at the front of the room and one at the back. And it would have worked, but what we didn't know is that the workshop at the front of the room was using the screen and all the speakers and they were playing videos and whatever. So the table at the back, they were having to talk over the other workshop. So like for the first round where people were attending these workshops, we had two groups in one room and one group had to listen to the other group's videos and get distracted and have to like talk over each other. So I had to like run downstairs and try to find someone that someone from UTM or like I ended up running into Sam from iCube and um, he ended up like being I talked to him I was like do you think there's any extra rooms that we can use like because he also like sponsor he was one of our sponsors iCube was one of our sponsors so they were the one that gave us the rooms to like store stuff downstairs so I ended up like running around with him for like 10 minutes until we finally ran into like a janitor and we asked him and we explained the situation and the janitor was like, all right, fine, like I'll unlock this one room for you guys, just make sure you don't make a mess inside of it and whatever. So he used his car to unlock one of the lecture rooms and we were able to move that workshop so that for the next two rounds, <coughs> these two groups were separated. I was like, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that I was able to handle the situation and like fix this like little hiccup as fast as possible because like I only had like 20, 25 minutes max to like try to figure this out and find a classroom. We weren't even supposed to be in there. Um, and obviously like AV always is gonna mess up. Like you can't have a perfect conference where some computer or some mic or some something doesn't work. Um, so just running around trying to find people to like fix it at a convenient time because you also don't want to like people there's panelists talking you don't want to have a crew of like two IT guys just walk in on stage and start messing around and playing with things it's going to be so distracting you have to find that right moment of like silence or like in between panels or whatever to like yeah to like send them in quick and be like fix it fix it so yeah there were issues like that and like yeah, I really didn't get to experience the conference too much because I was doing stuff like this. And just honestly, the smallest things like making sure that every key and every card that you're given by like whoever, like, oh, this th this IQ room that you're using comes with a key and a card. Don't lose them. Keep them in your hand. Make sure if you give it to a volunteer, they give it right back to you because if it gets lost, you know, someone's going to be really pissed. You lost the key, the master key to all these rooms. 
Anyways, so I was just dealing with all that, so I don't really, like, I, have to, I had to hear how the conference went from everybody else. But overall, I was pretty, I was pretty happy. I was happy, listen, I was happy with it just because of everyone's reactions when the conference was over. You know, I was tired, I was completely out of it, but I had people coming to me like, that was so much fun, I've never been to a conference like this before. I also have to add the fact that this entire conference was five bucks, like a ticket was five bucks. I think that also really stood out to people. I think they had low expectations because they're like, oh, it's only five bucks. Um, so anything could have worked. Anything could have worked. They were probably <laughs> just the food alone. Sit on the floor, sit on the floor. All right, no problem, five bucks. Yeah. So, dude, I completely forgot about the case competition. That just like blanked out of my head. Oh, yeah. We case had a case comp competition. Oh, That's what I was forgetting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had a case competition. That was amazing. Um, we had the panelists were the judges as well. Uh, amazing entries. They were doing. Um, they were. The pitch was to make like a uh, like marketing campaign for Narcos, the show. So people went got really creative with like you know Mexican drug lords and all that stuff. That was super cool. I love that working with those students and like having them um, just seeing their work beforehand and like sending them asking like oh is this good like this is our submission and then we got to send yes you've been accepted you can like pitch and whatever and then picking the team that won obviously I wasn't a part of that but like just seeing them because I as you may or may not know I won the conference last year the case competition conference last year okay. so it's like passing that on to the next person you know I was touched um, yeah sorry I just went on a tangent there I don't know I don't know yeah, what you no, asked that was great that was great um, of course, theirs wasn't as good as yours last year, was it? Their submissions. I mean, different, you know, different themes, hard but to top, hard to top what we did last year. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Their work was really amazing. Mm -hmm. So, so okay. So, let me ask you some questions about like leadership and attitude, right? Mm -hmm. um, sort of coming into this conference, what what was your mindset coming into this conference, and what role were you expecting to play during the day? You mean right at the beginning, when I thought I was a event manager? Well, no, more like more like into the actual day itself. So that's Saturday. So, okay. Well, first of all, I knew that our main job at that point was just to make sure that if anyone had any questions, if anyone needed any help, we provide that and make sure things go as smoothly as possible, right? So we had, um, I want to say eight or nine volunteers to like, that we knew we'd have to go into super early in the morning, you know, huddle around with all of them and be like, these are your, this is what you're doing for today. This is what you're gonna focus on, whether it's like dealing with speakers, making sure you pick them up from the parking lot, bring them downstairs, um, or if you're dealing with AV, or if you're dealing with, uh, you know, the freaking check-in booth. So, going into it, I don't know, I mean like, I also knew that between me and the execs, I knew that they were gonna try their best also to like cover all these things. So I was just more like preparing for like disaster mode, you know? I was like, I know they, everyone knows what they're doing and everyone's confident in what they're doing. So the only reason I'm here right now is to make sure that if things go to shit, like there's shit, something happens that other people can't handle, I'm gonna have to handle that. Worst case scenario, I'm gonna have to handle it. Like, if it's something small, 
you know, someone walks into the conference that like doesn't know where the washroom is, obviously a volunteer is going to help them. That's not my job. So that's the that's what I was like mainly prepared for. Is like I know something's going to go terribly wrong. Someone's going <laughs> to I don't know. Someone's going to pass out. I'm going to have to like go to the hospital with them. I don't know. Well, that's, and fire starts out of nowhere. <laughs> fire starts. I'm going to have to get all these people out. It's my job. Like the, the that's the thing. Like you feel like the. If anything goes wrong, wrong, it's your job. It's your fault. So you have to make sure it doesn't happen. Last year, when I was like a volunteer with Ad Summit, I was just kind of like, you know, I have my position. I'm just gonna do my duties, and that's it. I'm gonna have fun. I'm gonna partake in this like conference a little bit. Not this year. No, I was like, I know I cannot. I can't even moderately enjoy this conference because I'm gonna be busy. So. But you know, also like being there for if like anyone on the team had questions or um, if anyone got tired, be like, okay, you know, have your lunch. You enjoy yourself. I will just keep standing. I will keep running around. I can eat my stupid, <laughs> not hummus, hummus wrap. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it. Just be ready for chaos. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, especially that last little bit of like making sure that your people are good. Because mm -hmm. I think that's like sort of like your real role as a, as the leader. Yeah. Like just make sure your the people that you're working with are good. And you you're the one who has to like at the end of the day really should be mm -hmm. making those sacrifices. Yeah. So uh, maybe let's go into like a sort of like actually, before I actually go into that, I want to ask you one more question, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so I bet um, you know planning for this event and all the work that you put in probably sort of had a toll on other facets of your life like mm -hmm. academics like uh relationships with friends family other um first question like do you would you agree that it had like a so three three-part question i guess okay, right so okay. first of all do you agree that it sort of had an effect on these other facets of your life second part for the most part negative positive and for the third um, third part of the question is like do you think it was worth it okay did it have an effect obviously it did um not necessarily with family it wasn't like that big of a like you know impact on my life i feel like people that are like wedding planning that's <laughs> really intense and heavy and that like affects family and shit but not this um friends yeah definitely like you know after class what are you doing oh i have to do ad summit stuff i was we were at utm until like one o'clock in the morning doing ad summit stuff you know obviously it's going to take away from because because the thing is you already have university you already have all your assignments you already have that that's taken away from your social life and now you have something more something bigger something low-key something you're actually invested in not like you know university your assignments and shit so yes it has an effect positive or negative I, you know what, I'm gonna say positive, and here's why. I feel like before, this is gonna be kind of, I don't know if this is really like the answer you're looking for, but before, people would kind of be like, oh, what are you doing, are you in clubs or whatever? And I'd be like, nope, I'm not doing anything, I just go to school and I go home. Now with Adsum, people are interested, like, oh, no way, you're lead organizer, like, tell me about that, or like, what is Adsum, what's going on? Like, people just become more interested, because they see you're busy and you're doing something, and something that they've never heard of before, something they've never done before. So, even though you're, like, busy and, like, you can't hang out with them too much, like, no, she's cool, like, she's doing something interesting and whatever. So, yeah, totally positive effect on, like, your 
I'm saying social life as if like all these people were like coming up to me like wow look at her she's like no but just like with the people yeah just the oh people my god look at Sarah <laughs> it's the lead organizer at Summit ah! um, but yeah no positive definitely nothing negative I I've seen it have negative like a negative impact on other people a hundred percent and it definitely within the team because we were also friends before at Summit. There's definitely like friction and people would get mad at other people and be like, you shouldn't have said that, you should have done this, like whatever. End of the day, we're still friends, you know? So, but I can, I can totally see it and I have seen it have negative effects on other people where they got really mad at each other, had a fight and just too much pressure from the conference and just they ended up not being friends anymore after that because it was too much to handle. Um, was it worth it? Pfft, yeah. I just got an internship because I had to add someone on my resume. Totally worth it. <laughs> so like, yeah, I would never ever say that being a part of a conference, whether it's a like, smaller exec part or a volunteer even, even that's totally worth it. Like any position in this, as long as you're actually invested though. Like don't be just doing it because you're like, I need something for my resume. Like no, you have to care about the project. If you don't care about the project, the people on the team are gonna hate you. They're not gonna want you to even put it on your resume or they're gonna kick you out, like that happened. We literally had an exec that was not doing anything, but when we like confronted the person about it, be like, do you still wanna be on the team? Like what's going on? They would say, yeah, I still wanna be a team, of course, like blah, blah. So this is back before I was lead organizer, but the, the past lead organizer, they had to, remove this person from the team because it's like you have to be passionate you have to want to be a part of it um you just gotta do the work too gotta right do the work because like otherwise if you're just doing it because it's like oh i want it on my resume then you're not doing it for the right reasons and i don't even think you're gonna enjoy it mm -hmm. yeah, plus well, like, what, do, what do you even say like if you like let's say you get through the resume phase and you get to like the interview and they're like oh yeah tell me about what you did and add something you're like what are you even like? You've done <laughs> yeah, nothing. you're not what gonna the know what you're gonna say. say. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's totally true. I mean, I guess if you're like a pretty good talker, I guess you can make something up. Oh yeah. I don't know. Are they gonna fact check? Probably not. But no. How can you do that? You gotta have like some sort of like, you know, like have some principles to live by. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know how these people do it. I personally know someone that like just <laughs> like applies to be an exec on every single club and team possible. An association and gets a bunch of these positions but like gets removed within like a month so I don't know you just got to keep doing it until something sticks I don't know <laughs> that's not that's I would never try to do that because I feel like it also ruins your reputation 100%. with the people in the program but uh, you know best but of luck. age of 20 you have like a five-page CV <laughs> I know all right, so like one month, one month, one month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's just shift the gears a little bit, right? I want to talk a little bit about sort of, sort of um, advice that you have for mm -hmm. these people uh, who are listening to this and might be in the process of organizing an event mm -hmm. um, or perhaps want to organize an event and mm -hmm. don't know where to start, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I'll start with like, some very specific questions for you. Um, in terms of like sort of managing your team, so you said you use Slack and you use Google Drive. Mm -hmm. um, did you explore any other options? Honestly, with everything we had to deal with, that was not even on our radar to even try. Kind of wish we did though, um, just because of our program, like I've, with our marketing classes and our project management classes, whatever, we've obviously all learned and looked into like project management tools. Totally wish we used them, but we didn't know. Okay. Um, in terms of, so obviously, like I think for a lot of people that are trying to run bigger scale events, uh, finding sponsors is like a key thing. Um, 
so I think you guys were sort of lucky in the sense that you already had that existing relationship with Miami at school. Yeah. Um, how about with like other partners such as iCube, right? Like sort of like what is what was the strategy for you guys to try to attain that sponsorship from um, even, even Miami at school? I mean, you have to sell them on the vision too, right? Mm -hmm. So what was your strategy trying to get sponsorships for this event? Being persistent, first of all. And honestly, staying on campus is really beneficial because the thing is, it's like helping your own people, you know? So CCID department wants to give money to students to have these kind of events. So obviously you're gonna go to them. You're not gonna go to people that don't really wanna be a part of it. Go to people that have some sort of relation, like where you can be like, if we collaborate, you'll get exposure, we'll get exposure. Um, but yeah, and like, being, like I know that there was a couple that were kind of like, we were asking for a little more, they wanted to give a little less, we tried to like haggle, be like, let's find a middle place, you know, we'll give you whatever you want, like you can have a banner there or something, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a lot harder finding external like sponsors, like completely different companies. Um, unfortunately, like you said, we had a great relationship with Miami at school because of the year before, but I wasn't obviously part of that, so I don't really know how they went about like getting that set up. Um, but obviously, we're super similar. Advertising conference, advertising school, so it matched. Nice. Cool. Uh, one of the things I really liked about this event, and uh, I think it was very fitting, was the fact that your graphic work was great. Um, what was sort of like the process for getting graphic design done? Very general questions. How did you guys do that? What was the process like? Honestly, that was a really, really big struggle because we had my colleague Eden, who's really great at this stuff and she knows design. Finding people that could look at the assets that we already had and the branding that we already had and stick to it was a lot harder than it probably maybe even was for other people. I don't know if we were just striking out or what, but it was unbelievably difficult to find a team of people that were just like, like understanding this is our brand, this is how it's supposed to look. So honestly for us, it was just a lot of her pulling through and just being like, this is my vision, I'm just gonna do it because, you know, I want it to look the specific way. Um, so it was a lot, I just have to give the credit to her, she just did an amazing job. She was also able to like take one of the other execs and like really um, help him understand through like constant feedback, like how she wanted things to look and by the end of it he got really good, but, um, Unfortunately, it was just a lot of got to do it yourself, you know, <laughs> no one can do it better than you kind of thing. Um, but yeah, okay. gotta get the credit I think that stress on uh, maintaining consistent branding was mm -hmm. great because I know even like for our student organization, the DEM Association, um, a lot of the times we would benchmark our graphic work mm -hmm. with Ad Summit. Mm -hmm. Like, holy shit, look at like the fucking work, <laughs> look at the work that <laughs> Ad Summit is producing, right? Like, yeah. let's do kind of like work like that. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. Um, so, okay, so, so I think based on my conversations with student development organizers, the two biggest challenges are sponsorships, trying to find funding for events. But the other one is marketing the event itself. Yeah. How do you actually attract people to want to come to your event? What strategies did you guys have in place and what tactics did you employ? So, like I said, Eden was um, doing like the creative like work for social media and stuff. For me, it was more in-person stuff. I would, <laughs> this is probably, this is like so old fashioned, but when we were tabling and people seemed moderately interested, they came over, I would be like, let me talk to you. What, are, what program are you in? What are you interested in? And whatever that person would say, I would just be like, 
okay, we have something along those lines at Ad Summit. You should come. It's only five dollars. Lunch is provided. The five dollars will cover your lunch. Like everything else is practically free. Just basically pitching the conference to every single person that cares about it. I found that whenever I did that, I saw so like it worked so well to the point where I would see people at the conference day up and be like, I remember talking to that person and what program that person's in and why that person is here. So. Yeah, I know it's like obviously a lot of work to like talk to each individual person, try to get them a conference, but it sticks with them and then they want to come. And low key, maybe they feel kind of guilty if they don't come because I took all that time of my day to pitch it to them, oh, you know? Yeah. Three and a half minutes. Yeah, my God. Could have done a lot of things with that. <laughs> 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 Jeez. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So, in your opinion, right, do you, what do you think is a little bit more um, effective? Uh, online promotions or offline promotions? Oh, obviously online. Obviously, because it reaches so many more people. Um, like just people sharing, you'll, you know, you see someone, your friends going to this event, you click on, you're like, oh, I like this event too, you want to go? Um, yeah, online, definitely. We even had like our MailChimp that had like 250 people, I think, subscribed. So like reaching 250 people in a second or reaching like 20 people in entire like five hours of tabling, you know? Yeah. Online. Yeah, plus all like the energy expenditure. It's tough, it's challenging. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, like a solid week every day going to UTM, sitting at that table with like two volunteers, having them stick out their hands and be like, take this flyer, yeah. please. Yeah, oh my uh, God. The worst is like when you're trying to like get someone's attention and speak to them, mm -hmm. and like you say something, mm -hmm. and they don't even acknowledge your existence. Yeah. <laughs> they literally just walk by. They don't even have headphones in or anything, right? Yeah. They literally walk, they walk by. by. They don't look at you. No idea. Yeah. Like the worst feeling in the world, but I guess that's part of the part of the grind. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so I just have like one more question for you, right? Mm -hmm. we'll probably wrap it up. And um, that's asking you for three tips, right? So what I want to know is sort of, um, if you can go back, so if you right now, the Sarah today, could travel back in time and talk to the Sarah that was beginning the journey of organizing this event, mm -hmm. what three pieces of advice would you give her? Okay. All right. So first of all, I would say schedule and organize all of your goals. Everything you're trying to do, no matter how big or small, plan it out because with when you have classes especially for full course load right you don't realize when the weeks go by and you haven't done anything like you think like oh yeah I have all these things I have to do for ad summit and I'll do it or this conference or whatever and then two weeks pass by and you've been doing all of your assignments or whatever and you look back and you're like wait wasn't I supposed to put out a post looking for volunteers like a week ago like what happened to that you have to organize every little thing to the T to the day of the conference because there's also like you start to lose that kind of perspective of how far away the event is like it'll be a month away and you still feel like you have three months to do all this work but you don't and then you don't even consider the fact that you can't do very much on the weekends because if you're contacting you know um, student services or event this or the venue people no one's gonna respond to you over the weekend like you can't get anything proper done over the weekend so all you have is during the week and you're during you're in class and you're lecture and you're tired and whatever but it doesn't matter make that schedule stick to it and if you and if anything changes and you can't stick to it, readjust all of it, because you can't just be erasing stuff and be like, okay, I'll just do that later. You know, that's not gonna happen. P 
plan it, make sure you understand what you have to do, and make sure everyone around you knows what, you, what they have to do too. So I guess that's actually my second piece of advice. Don't take on every little task. Wow, I wish I could tell myself that because I found that every time something went wrong, instead of me being like, I need to talk to this person that was supposed to do this thing, I was like, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll just do it. And it's like, you can't do everything. And I know Eden would agree with me on this. Like, she took on so much more than she should have. We both took on so much more than we should have. When we could have just gone to the person who's was responsible for that thing and been like, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. This is the time you have to get it done by. Get it done. And I think as like a leader, no one ever wants to be like a dictator, right? You don't want to be telling people, do this, do this, do this, do this. But like, that's what they're low-key there for, to do their job and to help you and you help each other. So just when something's wrong, talk to that person properly, sit down with them if you need to or call them or whatever and be like, listen, this is the situation. This is what's going on. You need to get this done by this time. And that's it. Don't literally don't try to take everything on yourself because I did that so many times where I was like I'll just do it myself I can do it I'll pick it up uh, I'll call the person I'll email the person and it's like why why are you doing it when you have execs that are supposed to be doing it you know or even volunteers that are supposed to be doing it um, and my third piece of advice I could tell myself um, have a little bit more fun just a little bit like it got, like it does get to a point where you're like every time you think about the event you're like panicking but there are little moments that you can just enjoy because I know the year before when I was a volunteer when we were setting up and stuff I was actually like oh this is kind of cool like I can't believe this is about to happen and whatever and I wish this past like this year I was able to do that a little bit too be like wow we got this like speaker high five like this is so much fun we did it whatever we didn't really have any of those moments yeah everything was really hectic that's probably why but I feel like at some it kind of came and left and it was just kind of like this amazing little ball of stress or like huge ball of stress but it could have been a better experience again if I didn't try to take on every task if I didn't if I did organize everything properly if I listened to my first little two bits of advice I could probably have a little bit more fun with it mm -hmm. okay I am. cool so the three pieces of advice number one schedule everything mm -hmm. and actually follow it mm -hmm. or at least adapt and make sure organize all your plans all your goals yep uh, number two is delegate uh, make sure like you distribute the works so you're not overwhelmed like crazy mm -hmm. number three is have fun have more fun have more fun. like try to have a little bit more fun try to have a little more fun enjoy the moment <laughs> enjoy the moment yes all right cool 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 um so thank you so the last thing i want to know is like so what's next for you what's next for me what's next oh my god who knows <laughs> i actually like i would love to like plan another conference or plan be in some sort of event planning definitely but um we shall see what, okay. what comes up in the that being said thank you so much sarah for your time thank you for having me <laughs> no problem and we just shook hands <laughs> yeah wow well. necessarily <laughs> all right well um, so that was sarah thank you guys for listening and uh, we will see you next time goodbye bye bye